0: What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, October 12th, 2023. Everybody, it is Friday the 13th in October Eve. It's spooky. There's a chill in the air. There's spiderwebs on the video wall. Of course, I'm Tim Gettys. I am joined by my very good friend, the voice of Clive from Final Fantasy 16, the potential future voice of super mario the potential new president of playstation ben star it's so lovely to be here now that i play all of those roles you're out um, here killing it man i don't know what to say
2: uh, it's weird every time um every time a new role becomes available i get people in my dm saying you can audition for this um and i've had so many people critique me on my auditions as really? well so they're not actually very good auditions and i think <laughs> the point the point is that they're not good auditions
0: dude we were just talking about this uh right before we went live i love how much fun you're having out here obviously final fantasy 16 major success came out i freaking loved it i've talked to you about that a whole bunch but i love even more just seeing you on twitter just having fun posting these goofy videos how are you feeling about all that i love it um i've always been a
2: clown i've always kind of loved having fun Um, and you've, (laughs) I've been allowed this platform and I, and I play this serious character for most of my career, I've played very, very serious characters and I, and I love playing Clive and I have a really strong emotional connection to him, but I've really enjoyed just playing and um, you know, I said to you, we love playing video games, and the internet is kind of like that, right? It's like me standing on a on a little stage and and doing bits, and if people like it, they say do more, do this, do this, and I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's just let's just be silly and have some fun. And um, I come from this, you know, I'm I am a person who consumes this type of media in this way, so I'm just doing the stuff that I would love to to see. And everyone's been great, you know, they know I'm not being serious. Um, and it's it's been such a such a treat. So thank you to everyone that's joined in my really stupid games. It's on the awesome.
0: It, it's so awesome. And now here's the thing, though. Like the reason you're on the show, of course, uh, you were here in the studio a couple months back doing Games Daily. You are now remote because you're you're back home uh, in London, right? Yes. Yeah, back in home cold, in London.
2: Autumnal London. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It's been wild weather-wise over here. It is. It's been simultaneously in one week like the hottest week we've ever had in San Francisco, and then also just like torrential downpours out of nowhere for like five minutes. It makes no freaking sense. Like the world is ending and it's a very sad thing. But a very exciting thing is the reason that you are here today, of course, to hang out with me and talk about video games, but also to talk about your new projects you got going on. You want to talk about that a little bit? I do, yeah.
2: Um, So it's something that myself and uh, a couple of other UK video game personalities have been working on. Um, It's uh, D&D, actual play, Kickstarter. It launches next Monday, um, and the trailer is up now. Um, it involves Harry McIntyre, who you know from Xenoblade Chronicles Three, um, Doug Cockle, the voice of Geralt of Rivia. Um, we've got uh, Alex Jordan, who you know as Mr. Hands uh, from Cyberpunk, also makes the sex noises in Baldur's Gate Three. Great. We've got Efa Wilson Aoife, from dude, Eurogamer, huge
0: fan of Efa. That's yeah. awesome.
2: Eva and Holly Bennett as well, who's a great friend and from PlayStation Access now, works at various various places across across the video game world. They are amazing people and we've kind of bandied together to create this entirely new world. Harry's made Reliquiae, um and it's we're hoping to get funding for it. Like we've done our session zero, we've rolled our characters um and monday it launches so yes yeah, sign up for the kickstarter and and um and play along with us we really want to create a community we're trying to insert ways in which members of the community and people who back us have an opportunity to feel really involved in the game and, and shape the world with us so we're looking at ways that we can do that um it's it's uh, really 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 cool and i feel very lucky to be a part of it and thank you for allowing me to talk about it um we're also at egx tomorrow which i'm really nervous about we're doing a live show we thought how about we just jump off a cliff and perform a live show at EGX? So tomorrow at 6 p.m. we'll be doing that. and so, uh, Something tells me that's going to be a ourselves. blast.
0: If you're yeah, if you're in there, yeah. you definitely go check that out. And also uh, check out Twitter right now, uh, Natural6, at Natural6. You can go follow them there uh, for information on the Kickstarter, like he was saying, that launches on Monday. Uh, ben, we did D&D recently, uh, a couple mm-hmm. weeks back. And for the very first time, uh, having Nick run a game for us And it went about as well as that sounds like it went, but it was a lot of fun, whole bunch of fun. So I'm excited for real professionals out there to do it the right way.
2: Uh, Yeah, it's going to be chaos. Um, It's not going to be uh, professional. It'll be a beautiful blend. We've got a great different variety of experiences um, uh, from people who've never picked up a D20 before to people who know exactly what they're doing. Fortunately, Harry McIntyre is not only an amazing DM, he's very experienced playing Dungeons and Dragons, but he's an absolute wordsmith and has built this amazing world. I'm so excited for people to experience it.
0: Awesome. Everybody check out natural six on Twitter now or on Kickstarter on Monday. But we're going to talk about that even more later. We're talking about Mirage being Ubisoft's biggest new jan launch yet. Princess Peach Showtime's box art changing and more because this is kind of funny games daily where each and every weekday we come at you live with all the video game news that you need to know of course you could watch live on twitch.tv kind of Games or youtube.com kind of funny games but if you can't watch live that's totally cool you can watch later on YouTube or roosterteeth.com if you'd rather listen to us as a podcast just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games daily and we will be right there for you uh, if we get something wrong during the show you can watch live and go to kind slash you're wrong to correct us and we will get to that at the end of the show with corrections um, you can go to Patreon.com/kindoffunny to go above and beyond and support us at the utmost, and we appreciate you so very, very much. Including our Patreon producers, Jedi Master Deadpool and Delaney Twining, uh, they get the show ad-free. They get a whole bunch of bonus content. It's a great time over there. A little bit of housekeeping for you: uh, we're throwing a meet-and-greet fundraiser for Extra Life. Uh, actually, Square Pie Guys is throwing us a meet-and-greet fundraiser for Extra Life, so you can come hang out with Kind of Funny on Wednesday, October 25th. Uh, we'll be celebrating the launch of the Kinda Funny Pizza, which is a buffalo chicken pie, raising money for the big, beautiful kids. All proceeds from the tickets go to our Extra Life Fundraising. You'll be entered to win fabulous prizes and you'll get to hang out with some of us. Uh, You can get your ticket. Yes, this is a ticketed event at kindoffunny.com slash SPG party. That's like square pie guys party. SPG party. Um, A new Kind of Funny X cast is up right now asking the question, when will Call of Duty come to Game Pass? very relevant question right now uh and uh today we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook but I'll tell you all about that later first off shout out to Gary Whitta I saw people saying he looks like Daniel Craig's James Bond and I'll give it to him (laughs) he he said it
3: on the show and you know like yeah he's he's got the vibe he's got the sunglasses because he forgot to bring his regular glasses in again and there's just something about the collared shirt just now it opens
0: the collar specifically gives off the vibe yeah
2: (laughs) i think you could get away with it i really do like i have seen worse kind of like elvis impersonators get away with it do you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, he's, exactly. he's, he's he's got it <laughs> you know um, in a bar on a really dingy bar on like a friday night i've seen people be like i'm tom jones and i'm thinking you're not tom jones <laughs> <'Cause> that, that, <laughs> but that that is a bit that is a bit daniel craig
0: just just a bit all the right bits gary uh but for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the roper report it's time for some news we have six stories today a baker's dozen story number one Ubisoft says Assassin's Creed Mirage had its biggest new-gen launch to date. This comes from Taylor Lyles at IGN. Uh, Ubisoft's revealed some details about the debut of Assassin's Creed Mirage, saying its player count is in line with the previous launches like Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey. In a post on the social media platform Twitter, uh, Ubisoft released a statement thanking players for their support for the new release and that developers' Back to the Roots experience has paid off. With the number of players being in line with past successful launches, such as Assassin's Creed Origins and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, we humbled by the positive reception. The company also says Mirage is the biggest new generation launch game in terms of unit sales in Ubisoft's history. Uh, the revelation is not entirely surprising for those familiar with the series, especially the more recent entries. Ubisoft confirmed ahead of launch that Assassin's Creed Mirage would only take on average 20 to 23 hours to complete. A stark contrast from the previous games Valhalla and Odyssey, which had massive open worlds to explore that would take dozens of hours to search every inch of virtual land fully ubisoft also shared some community focused statistics recorded in assassin's creed mirage's first week including a 1.2 million street cats being pet uh, and it's fitting that they've pointed this out given players recently discovered that some of the street cats in the game have markings resembling assassins the assassin's creed logo on their nose have you seen this it's adorable well petting a straight cat the, the the cats in the game like they have like the assassin's creed logo like on their face have, it's yeah. great it's great yeah. I also want to say
2: that's that's a pretty amazing thing petting a street cat. I've tried to do it before in my life. 1.2 million street cats. That's they're not very fast street cats. <laughs> so-
0: uh players also spent 479 collective years parkouring the rooftops of baghdad and taking 60 million leaps of faith yeah thank you barrett for bringing up the cat with the logo on its face it's just great And Yeah, they drop That's items beautiful. when pet it's fun stuff i love that the, the like can you pet the dog has just become such a thing where it's just like it's an expected feature of every game that you can pet the animals yeah it was a
2: trophy in final fantasy 16 for it like it matters to people Yeah. Like if there are animals, I want to be able to pet them. It's just, it's just, and it's a disappointment. it's a gaming failure if you can't. Um, But I think when it comes to, when it comes to this, congratulations to the game. It's a success for them. It's what they wanted. It's in line with expectations. Um, Assassin's Creed keeps on selling. Um, I mean, dude, go for it. No, I, I think that, I think that we are, I'm always surprised in this where they say that it's a short game. I think maybe it shows how inflated those games became, that 25 hours is short and people are saying that it's too short. Um, You know, like 25 hours for me is a decent length game. That's going to take quite a while. And certainly if you've got a day job, 25 hours is a lot of game to play. Um, And I've I've been intrigued by that kind of discourse of saying it's a disappointment, it's a smaller thing. Um, But I'm... I think it shows how big, how massive those games came, and I hope that this, you know, refocuses them and allows them to think going forward. Because you know, this was DLC. Um, going forward, what Assassin's Creed can become, and them trying to figure out what they want the identity to be for the next ten years.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, I, uh, like you said, congrats to them. This is great. I feel like this was an experiment that um, is clearly paying off, and it's something that you know Barrett was really excited for and uh, reviewed it and really liked it a lot. Uh, Barrett, would you say that like this being the let me ask you this is the twenty to twenty three hours does that feel right to you for this for this game? And on top of that, how is that in line compared to uh the the duration of some of the the more classic games that this was uh, in the style of?
3: yeah, so i I finished the story, I think in like nineteen hours and forty five minutes. so um and that was with like doing some of the extra collecting stuff and. Uh, just like the, not open world activity, but just like the side stuff, right? Uh, and so honestly, I think you could probably, like, if you're just going through the story, which I think the the way the game's designed, you can do. Uh, you could probably finish that game in like 15 hours flat, um, which is really nice. And yeah, very similar to the old school Assassin's Creed uh, compared to like Origins is like a... I want to say thir- Origins is like a 30 to 35-hour game if you're just kind of like mainlining it. Odyssey is somewhere like, uh, like 60
0: hours, and then Valhalla is at least 70. So, yeah. Wow. Absolutely wild. But something that I think is interesting here is Ubisoft wrote, or they also said, Mirage is the biggest new generation launch game in terms of unit sales in Ubisoft's history. So, Ubisoft's history in new generation, does that mean that for whatever the new generation was, or is that just talking about the PS5 and Xbox Series X generations worded a little bit weird?
2: It's worded in a very specific way that means that they're allowed to say those exact things. Yeah. Um, I, th- it's, you know what I mean, like it's, it's like, it's the this, that's the this, it's the this, that's the best thing. And, um, great yeah The new generation new generation launch like i remember like assassin's creed have always been a part of like the very early generations like, i i swear black a lot of them are cross-gen right so you've got like black flag was cross-gen um was what was the first valhalla. one that came out on yeah What's was Val- valhalla was cross-gen oh well, yeah of course it was i played that i played a really janky version of that on my playstation 4. that did not work <laughs> That was a game that was janky as hell. And I put 170 hours into that video game. Um, that, was, that was like, that was punishment. It was punishment for myself, but I loved it. It was just like, you know, when you were eating, like I was like Augustus Gloop in Matilda, just like eating, eating that. Not Augustus, Augustus Gloop? Because yeah, from whatever Arthur. it was. Willy Wonka, yeah, whatever. Just like, okay, <laughs> there's 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 my role dahlisms. Just yeah, exactly. Um, Bruce <laughs> Bogtrotter and Matilda, that's for. it. <laughs> Go back, rewind it. Bruce Bogtrotter and Matilda just like eating that chocolate cake, hating it but kind of loving it at the same time. Um, I'm I, I think that um Assassin's Creed like most franchises uh has gone through an identity crisis um and needs to reconfigure what it wants to be what its relationship is with itself um and it was brilliant it you know odyssey i think a lot of people would say is is the peak of the franchise of what that version was valhalla was um uh it was this the spider-man 3 maybe of uh you know some people love it some people don't Those are fine but, um, words. <laughs> With I don't mean it like that, guys, 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 guys. Back ben, off, I'll back fight off. you. I love that. <laughs> I'll fight you, Ben. <laughs> yeah, I'll fight you from this country. Come on, you come over here. um <laughs> You get on a plane, barrett You get on a plane. I will um, get on a plane. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but I, 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 I think what is also this is this used to be DLC and it kind of got inflated right this is something that was small that became bigger and i think assassin's creed it's nice that they're going back to um it's it's a soft reboot isn't it like it's it's we're going back to um Altair you you start and you look it's so the homage to the original games are all there it's just like old days come on guys come back in that's and it's part working. of the promotional material and it it's does
0: working. I mean like and, that's the thing is like you know they're they're talking I'm sure they have to like use some some funny wording here but it's just like at the end of the day like yeah this is it's selling very well um and it's a little cheaper too than uh like the full price titles right Barrett?
3: That's a great question. Man. Yeah, I'm
0: pretty sure that it. <laughs> How much was, did you pay but... for it, Barrett? <laughs> uh,
3: I was uh, given a review code by Ubisoft, so I have no idea. Um, but I can do some research for you.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. I like just like assume quid. that you're just like, yeah, it is cheaper. It's fifty bucks. Uh, people okay. are saying in the, in the chat there, so yeah, you know that all, that kind of adds up and makes sense. Um, and and yeah, I think it's exciting that it, it's doing well for them. Ubisoft definitely needs the wins uh, in any way. For you were talking about the identity of Assassin's Creed, I feel like even the identity of Ubisoft. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, some, some smaller titles I think, uh, are definitely going to speak to me more than, uh, some of the 170 hour games they're talking about there, but, um, yeah, good, good for them. And I think at the end of the day, like not only is the game performing well, it's reviewing well, like people liked the game. So, um, and, and for a game that I think
2: it doesn't need to review well, I don't think it does like Assassin's Creed is one of those franchises in this country anyway, a bit like FIFA. It kind of doesn't matter. Like you and I, you and I are not necessarily going to pick up every Assassin's Creed but I can tell you that like Joe down the road he's probably gonna play three games a year and one of them is gonna be Assassin's Creed like Assassin's Creed is a franchise there were movies about it man like it's <laughs> it's outside of video
0: games yeah it definitely is I and and you know the 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 rise of just like bigger 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 more 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 I think like at some point Ubisoft was start seeing that with like What you're saying, while still true, wasn't growing in the way that they needed it to. But I do think that uh, we kind of like as an industry and people that do care about the reviews and talk about things that way. I think over the last year talking about this game, it kind of always felt like, uh, oh, yeah, that thing's happening, too. Like, it's for the people it's for. We'll see what it actually like if it does anything. And it's working. It reviewed well and it's selling well. So it's like I, I just congrats to them for pulling this one off. Well done. They deserve it. Um, story number two, we got some breaking news here. Mario's new voice actor potentially has been revealed uh, via a <laughs> data mine of the demo. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Um, the new voice of Mario's potentially been revealed, and it's not Ben Starr, uh, following an what? alleged data mine of a Super Mario Brothers Wonder retail demo. An unverified list of voice actors for Wonder first appeared on the 4chan forum on Wednesday and then spread to other social media sites and forums such as Reset Era. Uh, the list is said to have been published after an anonymous user managed to obtain the kiosk demo from Mario Wonder, which was rolled out at U.S. retailers last week, then modified it to access content not meant to be seen by the players. The user posted images on 4chan uh, previously unseen Wonder levels to support their claims. Uh, Nintendo announced this summer that Charles Martinet, who has voiced Mario for over 25 years, would be stepping down from the role, uh, but still hasn't announced who's replacing him. The alleged voice actor list could point to Martinet's replacement, however, since it does not include credited characters. Some analysis is required. Since LA-based Kevin uh, Afghani's performance as Arnold in Genshin Impact sounds very similar to Mario Wonders' Talking Flowers, this leaves one likely candidate on the allegedly leaked list, veteran cartoon and video game voice actor Mick Wingert. Wingert's best known as the voice of Tony Stark in various Marvel cartoons, as well as Zhang in the spin-off Kung Fu Panda series. He's also contributed voices to games such as Genshin Impact, Spider-Man, World of Warcraft, and Fire Emblem Heroes. So yeah, a lot going on there. I, I've been thinking it's a little weird that they announced that Charles was leaving, going to be a Mario ambassador, and then there's clearly a new Mario voice in Mario Wonder that they said is not Charles it sounds very similar but it's definitely not him and they just haven't said who it is and it's almost as if they like they're like it's not a big deal like we don't want it to matter it's Mario don't worry about it but something about that feels weird to me especially in the same year that Chris Pratt was Mario and I think that Mario has now been introduced to an entire new group of people sounding like Chris Pratt and now in this new game he sounds like we think Mario sounds we don't know who his voice is yeah
2: guys it's me i'm mario um it's a Mia, a mario it's not and i've got to say wing it i'm coming for you how dare you this was my role i auditioned the internet said i'm allowed to be my mario how will I pay my bills? I've finished recording, Clive. I don't have another job. I needed this Winget. Um, <laughs> thrilled then. <for him. laughs> I think um, when, <laughs> when, when it comes to this, um, the entire rollout was strange. Everything about it was strange. I think it was a PR decision by Nintendo to say someone's going to get hold of this. Someone's going to get hold of this information, and they're going to think we're being duplicitous, and they're going to think that we're in some way. Uh, throwing Charles Martinet under the bus, and we are um, we are firing him essentially. So someone said we're going to get ahead of this and say no, no, no. This is a mutual thing because, like Nintendo ambassador, it's I'm thrilled for him, but also it is a weird, it's a weird title. Yeah. Um, and it was nice that they chose to celebrate. Charles because his work is so important for so many people. He is an amazing ambassador, not just for Mario, but for video games in general. Um, and I'm really pleased that they celebrated him in that way, but that's all they did. And then we expected something else. Then we expected the reveal, but I don't think Nintendo wanted to do the reveal because Mario is so much bigger than, than a voice, right? He, he, is, he is a mascot for, for all of video games. Um, and I think they wouldn't want an actor to kind of supersede that, despite casting Chris Pratt in the movie. Um, and I think they clearly haven't spoken about it and they don't want to talk about it. And
0: I don't think they're going to. They don't to. want to talk. Th- that's no. the thing is like, I, I, don't, I don't think we're ever like, even uh, for Charles Martinet, I feel like he kind of became a character just because of how long he's been doing and how iconic his, his voice and his lines have become uh, in video games and just in, in media in general that like Nintendo still never really like put him at the forefront of anything. I feel like until recently uh, when they were like thanking him and essentially saying goodbye. Um, but yeah, like we we don't know necessarily unless you do digging the voice of Princess Peach or the voice of Toad or any of that, right? Um, it is interesting, like like playing um, the hour that I did for Mario Wonder, I did a preview a couple days ago. Uh, and even from looking at the trailers, um, it's clear that they're really trying to make this one As different as possible while it's still being a 2d mario game like down to the jump sound effect and like the fire flower sound effect and the little voices being different than they used to be um but so similar like it's one of those you gotta know to know type deals um so yeah i'm 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 interested in this and again this being like some leaked information we don't even know that it's true but uh yeah it being mick winger who i'm unfamiliar with but sounds like he's uh, done a lot of work this sounds in line with what i expected Um, I know some people were like, oh, they're not talking about it because it's going to be like a big reveal, a big surprise. That's not Nintendo's MO, unless it was going to be like a Chris Pratt or something like that that I don't think any of us expected or wanted. Um, So (laughs) this is what we get.
2: Yeah. No one's bitten. They're not going to roll out the red carpet and say, this is Mario now because Mario is Mario. Mm -hmm. We celebrate Charles for his work because we know his work. Like, They're not going to say, congratulations. It's not like the new doctor, you know, the new doctor in Doctor Who or the new James Bond. It's like, Mario is it. We don't need to have another high profile voice act to do it. And maybe, you know, they don't want to voice the new voice of, they don't want to announce the new voice of Mario because there'll be loads of people that can do it in the future.
0: Yeah, potentially. Um, Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if um, going forward, like, I mean, it sounds like Charles will no longer be the voice of Mario in future games. He could still be in in one or two of them or whatever that looks like, but I wouldn't be surprised if Mario's voice is different game to game. And like, if whatever game we get after wonder is not even going to be a uh, uh, Mick here, it could be somebody different because like they're trying to like potentially create a, like what you're saying, Mario is a character uh, more than a, like, like a singular thing. Like Mario was a doctor. Mario's a lawyer. He's never been a lawyer, but he could be a lawyer. Mario's a cart he racer. A He's a tennis player. He does so many different things. He smashes his bros. Yeah. He does a lot of things. <laughs> he <does>. he <laughs> smashes his crows.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: move on. Story number no, two. No, no, no.
2: Let's stay exact. <laughs> Tim, don't move on.
0: Hey, don't- no, 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 no. Tim yeah, started move on. this. <laughs> Story number two. Princess Peach's Showtime's box art has been updated. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Uh, Nintendo's updated the Princess Peach Showtime box art to look a bit more like the Super Mario Brothers movie version of the character, uh, spotted by No Context Super Mario on Twitter. The upcoming Nintendo Switch games' key art's been updated to make pit, Peach <laughs> pitch. Peach look a little less gleeful. Uh, The bizarre change is barely noticeable unless fans are actually looking for it, but it does affect both the traditional looking peach in the art alongside Kung Fu Peach, who also gets a more determined uh, update. Naturally, it's already a cause of confusion and the butt of a few jokes online um, and a whole bunch of other things. This is one of those weird things that's like definitely not a new story unless you make it a new story, but like it it is a thing that happened. Um, Oftentimes pre-release art, will change and like the focus of like what's big and small uh, will be updated. Um, but yeah, I do think it's kind of interesting that you look at these and clearly the original looks more like the in, in line with the, the peach that we've known for the last 15 or so years. Uh, and then the updated one does look a little bit more expressive in the way that her uh, movie form looked that I actually think is the right take for a new franchise like this, that is trying to tap into a, Simultaneously, same audience that Switch normally has, but also a different audience of potential younger kids that um, watch the movie and have like fallen in love with this Peach character and allowing her to be more than what she has been in the past, which is essentially somebody that like giggles and then will say, Mario, and like, that's pretty much it. But we saw in the movie, like everything we're seeing in this picture here of the, the swashbuckling and the, the kung fu and the baking, and like, the versatility of Peach, I think that's more in line with the peach we saw in the film. It's the peach you want to play. Um,
2: and wh- when you, when you um, have a franchise that breaks out, not that it needed breaking out, but breaks out in the way that it, that it did in, um... have I frozen? I feel like I've frozen. Um, I are,
0: frozen. You are, okay. We, I feel yeah. like I'm frozen on the...
3: Hold on. Uh, we have disconnected. Hold on.
0: Oh, it's on our side. Yeah. It's well, on our side. That's funny. Cause like, yeah, that the, the floating image worked. We can see his reflection on the table was moving. Still. Yeah, it was really weird. One one computer disconnected,
3: and the other one's fine. So uh, YouTube will uh, just have to have to wait a second here. But um, yeah, keep cool. talking. We're still recording. We keep talking. Okay, great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Amazing.
2: Great. Um, yeah. Um, when you when you have a franchise that breaks out into the mainstream as as Mario did this year in more than it ever was the most mainstream thing ever, but it proved its point um, it when you're doing over a billion dollars at the international box office and you have peach at front and center, you're going to want to kind of capitalize on that. And so I think tweaking the face a little bit to make you, you know, a kid on the street, they're going to walk past or they're going to see an advert on the Internet or they're going to see something in their local store and they're going to say, oh, that's peach from the film. I want to buy that. It's a marketing thing. Yeah, I recognize her from the film. I'm mm-hmm. going to buy it. They want to sell copies of this. They want to build a franchise. Build a franchise on something that you already know, which is the Peach that I saw on the big screen, along with all of my friends, 10 times that made over a billion dollars. It, it makes sense.
0: Yeah, it totally does. And I'm so excited for this game too. Like it was kind of like a, a funny joke when it was like the untitled Peach game or whatever, but then seeing more of it at the last Nintendo Direct, I'm like, this is great. This is what I want to see from a Peach game. It seems very... That Nintendo magic, a lot of focus on set pieces and um, the, the kind of like fun, almost Luigi's Mansion style of every single level has a completely different vibe um, to it, and I feel like that fits the the character that we've seen. And um, I, I love where we're at with the the end of the Switch's life cycle, where they're just getting weird and they're just like, "What do we what do we got yeah. left? Let's just try some shit." So um, this has the potential to turn into a franchise that I think could be really cool and fit alongside a lot of the other Mario spin-offs that have um come out that you know spin-off for most franchise franchises totally means hey okay there's this game maybe it works maybe it doesn't and um it kind of dies there with Mario a spin-off becomes a core pillar of the Nintendo pantheon of releases yeah. so i i could see this one um either being a one-off or turning into a Luigi's Mansion type series that We're not gonna get one every year, but you know, over time, like I can see them following up on this just based on what we the two minutes we've seen of it so far.
2: If this game if this game is a failure, it will still sell 10 million copies. It's on (laughs) the Nintendo Switch. It's just it's gonna sell. I don't know, I don't know what to say. Like games this game could be the worst game ever and it will still sell that amount of money it won't be it'll be brilliant and i really hope that it does spawn another franchise peach deserves it and if you know the movies taught us anything it's a character that can hold it um and i think great come out from Mario shadow you've built a brilliant um you've got a great base and like let's 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 get weird let's let's do a cool peach game why not sell loads of copies be excellent
0: yes I, I hope so. And I, I have good a good feeling about this one. Uh, we're going to continue with more stories, but we're going to do that after a brief word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. You can bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this October. There's a ton of these football games happening and each and every one you're going to want to be there on DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sports book app now and you can use code KINDAFUNNY. new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet 5 on the NFL that's code KINDAFUNNY only on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL the crown is yours if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www1800 gamblernet in new york you can call 1-877-8HOPENY or text HOPENY which is 467-369 in connecticut help is available for problem gambling. you can call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Buoh Casino and Resort KS, licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA. Twenty-one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in ONT. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Csportsbook.draftings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms responsible gaming resources. And we're back with story number three. A very interesting one. A fun one that I'm excited to talk about here. X Platinum Games VP Hideki Kamiya launches YouTube channel and can't work in games for a year this comes from ryan Dinsdale at ign famed video game developer and former platinum games executive vice president hideki kamiya has stated a youtube has started a youtube channel after leaving the company in september uh, kamiya so far only has one video available on the hideki kamiya channel that seemingly shows him leaving the platinum games office before talking about future plans why he left the studio he co-founded and what he's been doing in the meantime making curry, and watching TV. Uh, He also revealed he can't work in the games industry for a year, likely due to a non-compete agreement that essentially allows Platinum Games to be the sole beneficiary of his ideas. Uh, But Kamiya only said this is due to reasons. Uh, The developer, who directed Resident Evil 2 and was chief creator of Devil May Cry while working at Capcom before leading the likes of Bayonetta and the Wonderful 101 at Platinum Games, was vague about his decision to leave in September, saying only it came based on his own beliefs. Uh, though he still doesn't give an explicit reason in the video, uh, he did share more insight, saying, I left the company because I wanted to follow my beliefs as a game creator and, I, and to choose the path I think is right and move on. Uh, he made it clear he wasn't retiring yet either and will consider what offers come his way when he's allowed to work in the games industry again. He joked he'll accept any offers over uh, around $670,000 a year, uh, though that does end the video by driving off to the unemployment center in a supercar. Uh, as for his YouTube channel, uh, he said he will upload videos that are completely education free and have nothing to do with the video game industry with the veteran developer seemingly ready for a break after working in games for 30 years, Ben, what's your takeaway on this? <laughs> My takeaway is: this is a man. This is a man who's
2: worked hard his entire life, but he doesn't care. He's been told he's not allowed to work for a year, and he is not going to work for a year. Um, absolutely thrilled. This is this is a man who's made some of my favorite video games of all time. Um, so take take the year off. Take the year
0: off. Make some funny videos. Um, the Ben Starway, uh, yeah, and you're not taking time off, but <laughs> get out here, and make some yeah, video. Maybe he, yeah, now you got yeah. some competition, man. He's going to be auditioning for Mario. <laughs>
2: yeah when's the collab? Come on, make it happen
0: That's the real I got some question. time off.
2: I'm not Mario anymore. It's a nightmare. <laughs> I booked out the entire year um i i I think this is great um and- w- what I love is that you know there are we're fortunate enough to have been around video games long enough to have uh, relationships with these games that reflect who they are as people and i think um we're seeing a lot of great creators move on to you know new pastures um and i think it's 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 exciting and just take the rest like i did 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 he make akami as well was he responsible for akami um i think maybe
0: i mean that, that's a, in line with the other games there but yeah hold on let me check that out that sounds it he definitely was, he was be, the right? director yeah okay there we go i mean yeah oh, man on. we're talking about a legend like like one, legend. Of, one of the biggest legends uh in, in the space and what i love about this story uh I mean, there's so many different things to point out but i love that we are at a point now with video games video games and the their level of maturation as an industry that some of these veterans have reached this this point that they can leave and it can be by their own accords. They can kind of like own their own narratives and especially characters like him um, can mm. then start a YouTube channel and do whatever they want, which I'm sure there's a ton of people applying them that are terrified right now of what might, <laughs> what, what might happen. But on top of that, he's allowed to kind of just promote himself in the best way possible to like, field offers and to be able to own the fact that you are under NDAs that you can't talk about a whole bunch of things to just own that and let everybody know I think it kind of puts him in a great position for planning without planning for the future essentially um like it kind of is gives him the ability to skirt around the the politics and what he can't do and kind of allows him to do anything in a in a pretty interesting way uh, looking at a uh, Sakurai um, from Smash Brothers who, who you know, retired from games in whatever way a 10 million different times. But now he's doing his YouTube channel and his being a little bit more on the educational side. Uh, I, I love uh, Kamiya here, like poking fun at that even a, a little bit. And like, I imagine that they're going to do some things together in the future. Um, I just think it's great that we've hit this point now that, you know, many years ago we saw... Um, the games media um, side of things. <laughs> oh no, that is, <laughs> he's frozen again. <laughs> the best freeze frame. <laughs> there he is, he's back. <laughs> that was a bad, bad, bad freeze. But um, we went from games media kind of being like, you're either at IGN or GameSpot or Game Informer or you're not to, you know, people like kind of funny and like so many other groups out there that are able to just because of the internet, because of YouTube and social media, kind of do their own thing. And I love that uh, we've seen the rise of indie devs um, as well over the last 20 years where they are a very important, vibrant part of the games industry as a a whole. But to see these, like the top dog guys be able to, become so much of a character in video games that they can then launch YouTube channels and have fun with it and like celebrate games in a different way or not, just do whatever the hell they want to really show who they are. I think it's really cool and interesting. And, and, And in a world that we've seen, so we have constant stories, obviously layoffs and horrible things like that. But we also in the last 10 years have seen so many stories of like studio heads leaving their teams, starting new teams. What comes from that? Um, I like that we're at a point now that um, there's different options for people to take in in terms of like where their careers go in video games. And um, I'm very interested to see what comes from this YouTube channel and where he ends up in a year. Because I think right now the options are limitless. And I think that they're only going to get more and more interesting as the year goes on.
2: If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link, so you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA.
0: This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think he is... Um... His work, his work speaks for itself. And I think the internet has provided people with just the most amazing opportunity to um, express themselves and show themselves. Like, I've, you know, I, I think that we, we've seen it with Sakurai and people are interested. We've seen it with Hideo Kojima doing his his podcast. podcast. People want to hear from these people right they, they want to know what they're like they want to they played their games they want to get to know them more as people and if you do have a year of downtime where well, you're not allowed to do it i'm sure it's not in the original contract that he's not allowed to go and do a silly youtube channel so why not um i'm really really pleased that this is fun and it's just great for fans of video games yeah that they get to have that interaction with their heroes you know that they get to experience them in a way that they wouldn't because we haven't had that Culture of of videos being pointed at, at at these creators' faces and getting to know them as people. Um, we know their art, but now let's you know see how fun they can be.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Moving on to story number four, which is a follow-up to story number three. Shinji Mikami teases return to work after non-compete clause seemingly ends. Uh, This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Shinji Mikami appears ready to return to game development following the expiration of a non-compete clause. Now that I've broken the spell of non-competition on myself, I guess I should get to work, he tweeted on Thursday. It was confirmed in February that Mikami was leaving Tango Gameworks, the studio behind Evil Within, Ghostwire Tokyo, and Hi-Fi Rush, which he founded in 2010 before selling it to bethesda uh makami's best known for his time at capcom where he directed the first resident evil it's 2002 gamecube remake and resident evil 4 among other titles he also directed vanquish for platinum games and produced shadows of the damned for grasshopper manufacture Uh, in 2020 makami stated he wanted to direct one more video game project before he retires adding that he had no shortage of ideas and they weren't limited to the horror genre a lot of stuff, a lot of shakeups happening, a lot of cool things out there.
2: Change is coming. Um, I, I love it, you know, one person starts their hiatus, another person finishes it, um, mm-hmm. g- good for him. I'm excited to see what Shinji Mikami, you know, does next. Yeah. Um, obviously the, the godfather of horror, the, the man who has defined an entire generation of, of, of horror video games. Um, and says that they don't want to do horror anymore and that's great whatever whatever that man decides they want to put their mind to i will happily play Um, yeah i mean we've even uh, seen
0: like you know not necessarily him but like with um with tango in general like them having um hi-fi rush recently right something that it was such a left turn from the horror games that we kind of expect from them and also it was amazing it was so awesome and if you haven't played hi-fi rush get it now it's on game pass you should definitely play it are you a hi-fi rush guy ben
2: I have not played Hi-Fi Rush, but I've watched a lot of people play Hi-Fi Rush.
0: So good, man. Um, And it's not 23 hours. It's like eight hours. It's awesome.
2: (laughs) What a a great, I just got to give, I've got to give Xbox props for the way that Microsoft, the way they just, that Hi-Fi Rush drop was electric. Do you remember the internet that day that Hi-Fi Rush dropped? It was
0: manic. I I mean, of course you would dude, I, I will never forget the studio, like the vibe at the studio. It was unlike anything that's happened before where it was a, a, the Xbox developer showcase. I don't even think we were reacting to it officially. Maybe we were, but uh, not the whole squad. It was on in the like main office area, just on the TV. And I just remember like this coming on, everybody that was working kind of stopped what they were doing and looked at this, like, what is this game? Like, this makes no sense. And it was like out today. And it's like, what, how that was awesome. Yeah.
2: It was discovery. It was it was a perfect moment of discovery. I know we were talking about Shinji Mikami, but that that, that hi-fi rush moment of, of people not knowing what this game was going to be. And it was like we were all six or seven again, where we had no idea what the game was going to be. And it was that pure enjoyment of something, experiencing it for the first time without having any prior knowledge of it. There was something so pure and organic about that relationship with that game that people hopefully still have. And I just kind of want to congratulate everyone for um, the release of that game was masterful and I think should go, you know, if we're talking like great video game, video game moments of the year, the release of Hi-Fi Rush has to be up there because it was impeccable. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Shinji Mikami, um, great, great. Put your
0: mind, put your mind and to it and and create something wonderful. Um, and you know I think Genish. that these two stories back to back are are so special like you you look at the lineage of these of these guys and like the the games that we're talking about whether it's Capcom or Platinum or everything in between there like the Resident Evil games we're talking about like we're we're just in such a different era of video games where there are so much more in every single way whether it's more more games more systems more players more every single thing back in the nineties, when a lot of these games or even early two thousands, like it was somewhat tenable if you had the funds or means to play every single video game like, or every, yeah. every like main video game that's out there um, where that's simply impossible now. Like you cannot do that no matter how hard you try. It, even looking at just the way some games are played where there are just forever games that like, you can't finish Fortnite. It just goes on and on and on or Dota or league or any of those type of things. Um, but th- we're talking about, uh, developers directors of some of the most iconic classic games from the most iconic classic franchises of all time. Um, that kind of set the groundwork for, I mean, entire genres, right? Like we're talking about survival horror, yeah. like these guys in particular in different ways are just so key and so important. And then to see them do different things, whether it's Okami or, um, a high fi rush or something like this, it's like the involvement in so many different styles of games, like I just think that it's, it's really special that we are lucky enough to be in an industry that there are OGs that are now kind of in a position to have more freedom than they've ever had. Somewhat, somewhat even for the second time of being like, mm. Hey, fresh restart again. What do we do? But
2: the, these, these these gentlemen alongside the people who worked with them. I think, you know, no individual makes a video game, but these people have have spearheaded not just video games, but video game systems that video, the way we play video games, they have created those games that define us. So if you think about Devil May Cry, you think about Resident Evil, Resident Evil 4 in particular, Mm -hmm. like the pioneering behind the shoulder, like video games today exist on those systems like if you play final fantasy 16 the fighting system is designed by ryota suzuki who worked on devil may cry 5. Mm. it's there there are these these systems and the ways of playing the game were pioneered by these people so even though the games they've made might be years old their legacy lives on and i think it cannot be understated how important their contribution to the video game industry is Um, because we're playing their games every single day that we play games because
0: they have pioneered that way of us interacting with the games that we love absolutely moving on to story number five We got a Lords of the Fallen review roundup. Currently, it's sitting at a 77 on Metacritic and a 74 on OpenCritic. Travis Northup at IGN gives it an 8 out of 10, saying Lords of the Fallen's a great Souls-like and it's a killer new idea of swapping between two versions of the world to solve puzzles and slay enemies. It's an excellent twist to set it apart from the pack. That concept's unfortunately hamstrung by numerous highly annoying technical issues and weak boss fights. Damn, weak boss fights in a Souls-like. Can't be doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but awesome, explorable areas and fantastic build crafting more than make up for these shortcomings. If, like me, you're a sucker for a quality action RPG, even amid a clear overabundance of them, then this reboot is well worth your time. Uh, Wesley LeBlanc, a game informer, gives it a 6 out of 10, saying, Despite a solid gameplay foundation, stunning world, and unique two-realm mechanic, by the time I reached credits after 48 hours, I was overjoyed to be done. Uh, and Ed Nightingale at Eurogamer gives it a two out of five uh, missing the elegance of from software Lords of the Fallen's let down by souls like cliches and performance woes. So a little bit of a mixed bag here, I'd say more mixed than um, a lot of uh, recent big games like this have kind of been where like, maybe there'll be one yes. outlier or so, but this kind of feels a little bit all over the place, but still ending at a 77 on uh, on Metacritic there. You interested in this one at all? Um,
2: I'm going to say no, but that's not because um, I wouldn't want to play this type of game in any other year. Yes, um, but I think there's lots of games that are out this year, including other Souls-likes, which I have yet to have play, played. Um, but I think that your mileage may vary is probably the overall review of this, isn't it, really? Um, I've heard lots of people say glowing things about this game because it's exactly what they want to play right now um it's a shame as you pointed out that the boss fights aren't up to scratch i think if anything is a souls like you're you're you are pushing a boulder up a hill um because you're comparing it to some of the best video games ever made um and so you're instantly going to be in deficit um really it's you know what's what's one of the most recent souls games really elden ring what well, with the greatest video game of all time like you can't really compare it to that and you're always going to be it's less good than the thing that i've enjoyed playing so lord of the fallen was always going to have a, a problem with that but it sounds that you know if, if you go to it i've heard people say it's going to be a fantastic experience um i also get a shout out to um ed and wesley i know them both i think they're wonderful people oh for um, sure so they're great um yeah, it, it was not Ed's type of game, and that's, that's fine. I think we also need to remember with reviews, they are people's opinions. They are not the law, and you don't have to decide whether you want to play a game if it has a 77 or Metacritic. Play the game if you want to play the game. It doesn't mean it is objectively good or objectively bad. It just means that is an aggregate of people's individual experiences with it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, if you want to go play Laws of the Fall and play it. It sounds like it's a fun time.
3: Yeah, ben, totally. how am I going to enjoy it if I know there's other people out there who don't enjoy it?
2: I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> it is... Uh, I think this, this year has uh, been unfortunate for people using Metacritic as a way of trying to define their own individual opinions. They need to maybe just... Let's not even get into that. Yeah, um, I think we thing. are very right. fortunate. We're fortunate to be in a position where we are in a, we're in a year where some of the best video games of of the past 10 years have come out right next to each other. I think Lords of the Fall is, is unfortunate because any other year, I think it would be a game that would be celebrated. And it's just, you know,
0: what's coming out in the next three weeks, Spider-Man and Alan Wake 2. What came out in the last three weeks? Lies the Pete, another game that, like what you're talking about here, it's like it is a Souls-like and it did it right. People are like saying, yeah. no, it feels like a Souls-like game. It is in a sim- similar realm as those. And like those levels of, comp- of, uh, of comparison, I feel like can benefit or hinder you based on how close you get to that experience that people expect.
2: That's a crazy thing, isn't it? I, I find, I, and I don't know what it is, but Souls games, so the, the Dark Souls, the, the three Dark Souls games, they have we call them souls likes. It's a, it's an amazing, I really do think that they have pioneered something that is, is really remarkable because Liza P is essentially Bloodborne, right? It's Bloodborne, but Pinocchio. And it's, it's always going to be in direct comparison to that. And it's a bold move to make a game that is, is blatantly playing homage to this this PlayStation Four classic, some might say the best PlayStation Four game, and say like you we're going to make that game because they're not going to make another one, and and do it so successfully. Um, I think is is kind of unheard of. I think Lies of P is probably the first game to really successfully do it to a level where people are going. This actually might be as good as these games. Um, I mean, it's definitely so-
0: one of the few. I can't think of any off the top of my head right now um, that that aren't from From. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. You bringing up the the Souls-like just as a concept. It is pretty wild because, you know, we have things that are like genre-likes that we we use a lot. But is there any example that we can think of that isn't Souls-like or Metroidvania that are like, the way we talk about games are just using other games directly like yeah. that, like not genres, not like it's consoles it's on or whatever, but just specifically souls. Like we know what that means. Metroidvania, we know what isn't, that means. Isn't roguelike and rogue like? Isn't rogue like a game? That is the that's the yeah. thing that I, I'm a li- always a little confused about. Like, I think rogue is yeah. a game. Okay, rogue then, is yeah. a game, the, yeah. and and then those, yeah. but like those three examples, right? Like it's it's just wild yeah. that like they really kind of. Um, People saying Doom clone, which, yeah, I think we're like yeah, a, but that's not the same. Yeah, but
2: it's I, like I think soul, soul, souls like it's so it's so strange that we have because they are they they did def, again they they defined a way of playing video games and mm-hmm. when we play them you can't get away from it like the Star Wars game is both a Metroidvania. And a Souls. You're right. (laughs) Like that's you know what I mean? Like (laughs) that's what they are. They're that it's that, except it's Star Wars. Um, and it's we're just kind of like splicing it now. We're bioshocking the hell out of this. Um it's I think it's it's super, super interesting. Yeah, Um, it it definitely is. I'm interested to see what the next game is that has that same effect. I would say that that Souls like is the most recent, you know, what's what's next? That, yeah. that kind of really defines an entire um system of video games
0: i mean I, you know i think that we might have already had that answer in Fortnite, right where whether or not Fortnite was the first yeah. to have uh a battle pass i think that that whole style is we don't say a fortnite like but like i feel like we games as a service whatever you want to call it just the word battle pass right like that I think mm-hmm. is one of those um, systems that we're, we're talking about, but I, I am interested. What is the next one? What is the next big thing? But uh, moving on, story number six: uh, Paradox to write down Lamplighters' league costs. Confirm layoffs at harebrained schemes. Uh, this comes from Marie at GamesIndustry.biz. Paradox Interactive has announced it will write down capitalized development costs for the Lamplighters League and confirmed layoffs occurred at developer Hairbrain schemes earlier this year. In a post on its website, the Swedish company explained that uh, about $30 million will be recognized as costs in the fourth quarter of 2023, which will have an impact on its profit before tax during the same quarter, with losses linked to the title estimated to reach about $23 million. The Lamplighters League is a fun game with many strengths. Uh, even though we see cautiously positive player numbers in subscription services, the commercial reception's been too weak, which is frankly a big disappointment. Game projects are by their nature always risky, but at the end of the day, we haven't performed to the level we should. It's painful, but makes us more eager to roll up our sleeves and do better. Uh, Additionally, layoffs happened at Lamplighters League's developer Paradox-owned Hairbrain Schemes over the summer. Uh, The news was first shared on Reset Era by a former employee who said that 80% of the studio or so was let go in July. The layoffs were confirmed by a Paradox representative to PC Gamer, who didn't provide numbers but said Hairbrain Schemes staff was significantly reduced over the summer as the game entered its last phase of development and launch preparations. The (laughs) spokesperson also shared that Paradox is still working on its post-launch support plan for the Lamplighters League. The title launched just last week with PC Gamer gamer pointing out that it's all-time peak concurrent player count only reached 690 or 690 sad news obviously as we continue to just talk about layoffs time and time again on this show uh this one does feel a little bit different this doesn't seem like man horrible capitalism bullshit acquisitions and stuff caused horrible problems this just seems like games are hard man finding that audience is hard sometimes you put your best foot forward and it just simply doesn't work um, and I think that, you know, for as big as games are, there's a pro and con to that because you, you you take that risk and if you can find that audience, great, but it is more likely than not, especially these days, you're not going to get that audience, especially if you need that audience. You need a concurrent player base uh, for your game to, to continue to, to thrive. It's shit is what it is.
2: It's absolutely awful. And I think this is just another another notch of 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 bad news when it comes to people who work in video games because it just shows you how cutthroat it is um and we are so lucky that so many amazing games have come out in the past year but we are so unlucky because there's just not enough space for all of them and not everything can be the biggest smash hit and video games aren't just hard to make they take a long time so something that could have been an absolute smash hit three years ago might not be by the time it comes out yep and so you can and you can see that and by all accounts this is a this is a great video game that lots of people enjoy playing but it doesn't matter how good your game is if people aren't playing it then it just isn't sustainable and that is such a shame for the people who enjoy the game you know and also it's so sad for the people who've clearly dedicated a large portion of their life to making it and um i every time i hear you guys talk about a story like this or i read a story it, it makes me really sad because um i i i i know people we know people who make these games and they love them they make them because this is this is a passion that just happens to be a job and it's
0: such a shame yep absolutely well ben i look forward to a day that we don't talk about layoff stories on this show and unfortunately i feel like that is so far away that is a segue that i'm not proud of everybody but if all I all to know was coming to Mama uh... and shop today where would i look
2: the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the kind of funny game daily show host each and every weekday. Do 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 do
0: yeah yeah. Out today, we have Salt Sea Chronicles on PlayStation Five, Switch, and PC. Gore Early Access on PC. Star Trek Infinite on PC. Uh, and Super 56 is out now on Steam. Uh, some new dates for you. Sovereign Syndicate launches on January 15th, 2024 on PC. Dead Island 2's first DLC, House, launches on November 2nd. Uh, Greg Miller's stoked for that one. Uh, Among Us New Map, The Fungal, uh, launches on October 24th as a free update on all platforms. And PlayStation Access Controller launches on December 6th pretty cool we've seen a lot of cool stuff about this uh and logitech just announced they're putting out a suite of accessory accessories for it as well so always love seeing that stuff um get support um let's jump over to you're wrong to see what we got wrong here um during this beautiful show let's see um Bull Borden just writes in with some fun stuff here. Note about the cats in Assassin's Creed uh, with the Assassin's symbol on their nose. They're taken from photos of a real cat whose owner is a fan of the series. The white fur pattern around its nose and jowls almost perfectly resembles the crest of the Assassins. The cat recently passed away. I didn't want to know that. And the fan was able to get in touch with Ubisoft's community team. I guess be loved it, and it ended up that their precious little cat, uh, assassin oh, Cat Sassin, I like that, uh, will live on forever in Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, P.S., love you, Ben. You're incredible. Yes, you are, Ben. And also, that's actually a good end of the story there, this cat being able to be immortalized in Assassin's Creed Mirage. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Don't tell me about dead animals. Don't do that. But I'm glad that it gets, you know, I, if, 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 you know, when Milton were to pass, I would want him to be honored uh, in a game. That's really cool. Absolutely. Um, yeah, what, what a lovely, what a lovely tribute to clearly um, a very
0: loved animal. Uh, the homie Raddick from uh, CG Project Red writes in and says, Tim, just so you know, one of the first known examples of a Battle Pass concept was seen in Valve's Dota 2 during an event that surrounded the International in 2013, the annual esports tournament for the game. Fortnite's Battle Pass was years later. So there you go um showed you,
2: you know, Raddick showed you up
0: I, I appreciate that man <laughs> Raddick writes in I, I know we're about to get some real shit you know uh, but yeah that's yeah. all we got wrong because we are beautiful human beings Um, We're about to do our super cool post show where Snowbike Mike's going to join us. You can write in your YouTube super chats to ask Ben any question you want. We're going to talk a little bit more about the D&D thing he's got going on. Natural six uh, and just have some fun Uh, tomorrow. It's going to be me and bless closing out the week here on kind of funny games daily. Uh, And then after this, we're going to be doing a super fun stream. Mike's playing some kingdom hearts. Is that right? Continuing his Kingdom Hearts journey. Uh, But until next time, Ben, where can people find you? You can find me being an idiot on the internet
2: at the underscore Ben underscore star on both Instagram and Twitter.
0: Everybody, go do that. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. And here he is, big Snowbike Mike, joining the crew. How are you doing, Mike? Yeah,
1: these ones good. <laughs> the energy, man. Ben Star,
0: what up, homie? How are you, ma'am? Ben,
1: you know what? I'm doing really well. I want you to know that I miss you. I love seeing all your crazy antics on social media, and uh, I mm-hmm. hope that you're doing well, bro, bro. I'm doing so well, especially
2: now that you're here. I'm <gasps> so thrilled that you're playing Kingdom Hearts. Right? I watched a bit of your stream. It's madness. <laughs> it's madness.
1: Thanks, Ben. Uh, I'm having a ton of fun. Where are it's you? A, where are I? I think we're at the end. Oh, really? We just finished Atlantica. Okay. So shout out to Little Mermaid. Uh, <laughs> you know, she's got a fish and a crab. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that? There's a oh, lot, yeah. Going, yeah. lot going Have on. You <laughs> never, what? There's a lot going on. I'll tell you more about it. You know, I just, you know. God. Uh, yeah. So we just finished that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I got to go back to T Town. I think we're, we're near the end. We're mm-hmm. near the end. There's a lot yeah. going on. Ben, do you like Kingdom Hearts?
2: i uh i do like kingdom hearts i played the first one the first one was one of my favorite games when it came out and then this is the fans hate me for this i actually haven't played any of them since one i've even played two yeah, um you gotta play so two. it's something i know i've got to play two and i that's actually a thing i really want to go back and do um is like revisit and just play two and then play all 35 games before i yes, play the third one exactly yeah, ben gets um, in. Yeah.
1: Well, ben, I mean, ben, next
0: you're, time you're, you're here, we'll we'll kick it on together. We got to figure oh, it out. Dude, I mean, I love we'll that. kick it. Yeah, yeah. Your yeah, your oh boys God. from are in it, man. You got to check that out. Yeah. The guy yeah, with the blitz ball. No, that's ten. That's my boy yeah, Chad. That's, my, that's the one. You know about Chad? All right about Chad. <laughs> 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 Nailed it in one. Nailed it in one. Dude, honestly, you should start streaming, man. You should do play do a playthrough of Kingdom Hearts. People would love that.
2: They would. They would. I I don't have. The bandwidth literally in my head to be able to, to do to stream. I Fair. see all that, I see everyone streaming, and I'm like, I, I don't know how you have the time. I don't even have the time to just look at my phone, let alone <laughs> stream
1: stuff. I don't have time for this. Like, I'm me. He's a busy man. <laughs> ben, let's talk about it. Tell me about this D&D experience because, of course, we yeah. just did a DD experience. I know that you were talking about your stuff. I want to know, fill yeah. me in, what's going on? I did need to know
2: um so
1: it's uh gonna be a fun little thing we're launching a kickstarter on monday
2: oh um, because we want people to give us money to do it because it's going to cost us lots but we want to make it um it's me it's five other personalities it's me Geralt of rivia himself oh. cockle who just sound like it's weird playing D D with with doug because it's just like hello there i mean i can't even do it. his voice it's just so deep <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, I don't, know, I don't know. I'm doing him a disservice. Um, he, uh, it's, it's, uh, he plays, um, a Dragonborn called Kel, um, and it's amazing. And uh, yeah, we've just got just um, just a huge wealth of experience. Like Efa is a is, you know, a DM herself, but she's kind of throwing it out and going to come and play with us. And Harry McIntyre is our amazing dungeon master, and it's just going to be, just going to be madness. And uh, we want to get the community involved um so we've got a really cool tier where people who you know come in at the highest tier have the opportunity to insert their character from their home game literally kind of into the game itself um so we want to kind of allow people to feel like they're a part of this adventure with us a bit like you guys have created a community with kind of funny i i i see that as a template right the the idea of being a kind of funny best friend is really important to people and i think that's what we want to do in natural six is is feel like you know when you're a lot of people who've watched these D and D actual plays haven't started at the beginning. It's like you can come and play with us for the first time. You can watch these characters be built from the ground up. You don't have to go back and watch 300 episodes. Like we're starting episode one, and you can get on board with us. And that's what we want, really.
0: Yo, See what that's happens. Awesome. We got to we got to pay for that tier. We got to get more blue in the game. Oh my god! Oh my, you know my what, god. oh my god! Get ready to swipe the card, Tim. Okay. <laughs> Payday's coming up. We're doing Monday, it. One baby. Now.
1: Ben that's really awesome. Can I ask you about your D&D background? Like have you played a bunch of D&D in your life? Are you a big D&D guy or is this new to you?
2: Um it's relatively new. It's something I've wanted to do for years and um we were just kind of chatting with a load of mates. I guess I think it said like 5 or 6 months ago and we were just playing and hanging out and then we thought let's actually this is quite cool. I'm not that experienced at it. In fact, I've I've I barely know what I'm doing, but it, the experience was just so enjoyable that we just went yeah why don't we why don't we see if we can we can turn this into something. And so we've been practicing and, and getting a little bit better and I've chosen an incredibly hard, hard class. Um, as as Harry pointed out to me. But I'm in for it, man. I'm a little chaos gremlin. You know, you've seen me online, you know what I'm a capable <laughs> of. Um,
0: I'm <laughs> I not wouldn't scared. expect
1: any else from you. Know no, before.
0: no,
2: no, no, no. I'm not scared. I'm so coming for you.
0: Quick question um, on this. What what's the product gonna be? Like for people that are that are watching, whether they, they support on the Kickstarter or not, is it gonna mm-hmm. be like a a weekly series? On a YouTube channel, yeah,
2: yeah, that's what we wanted to do. So, depending on how much backing we get, we kind of we we were estimating it's going to be a ten episode series, but we really want to make it longer. You know, we want to do it for as long as possible. Harry has, we have a world, we have a a huge, huge world, and um, you're meeting these characters. They're members of the Web, um, which is this seedy underground organization who basically do dirty deeds for people for a price. Um, And uh, (laughs) yeah, 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 we're we're brought together. it's cool it's cool cool. um i'm really excited but and uh, we want it to be we want it to be more than 10 episodes but that's what we've kind of said at the bare minimum we want to give you that and then hopefully we can build from there we're not expecting it to be this overnight sensation like i said we want to build a community that care and people that want to join us on this journey and um, we want to be able to have that relationship with fans that you guys have with your fans And, and i think that's that's what I'm interested in. Cause that's what I get so much out of from being a part of the final fantasy community and how, how amazing they've been. I just think, well, let's, let's do that with, you know, let's combine the final Fantasy community. Let's combine the Z- with the Xenoblade community, with the witcher community, with the cyberpunk community. Let's go. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a big, old, big old loving.
1: Sounds fun. This is awesome, Ben. I can't wait for the Kickstarter to start on Monday. Where we'll Monday. Yeah, That's You can great.
2: you can sign up now. So if you go onto the Kickstarter page, you can just sign up to be notified because some of the tiers are limited because of the fact is we can't have everyone. So if you want to yep. get in early, they might go quite quickly. So click on the Kickstarter to
0: be notified. I'm, I'm super, the, super, super right excited for this one because, yep. I mean, us doing the D&D thing recently we and like got yep. getting into the world a little bit. Like I've been snooping around YouTube trying to like see if there's like any D&D shows for me to watch because I want to get a better idea of like, what people are doing out there, how it's actually supposed to be done. And it's daunting, like look at it, like even like some of the shorter kind of like little things. I, I know Sage, uh, our friend was uh, promoting her her pirate themed one uh, saying it was a, a much smaller project. So I wanna check that out too, but I'm excited for this, like being a yeah. brand new from day one, being able to watch, I'm excited to check it out.
2: Yeah. Awesome. And like Holly, Holly Bennett, who is an absolute powerhouse in this, um, she's never played D and D before at all. And so it's almost like with some of us, we're learning to play as well as we go. Like we, you know, we've got the confidence. You know, I'm going to kick down a door and throw some spells around, and they're going to do absolutely nothing. And I'm going to learn with through those mistakes. And I think that allows people who do find D and D daunting to be like, well, learn it with us. You know, yeah. Let's let's cool let's make these mistakes together and throw the wrong die. You know, it's it's going to be it's going to be fun. But Harry knows exactly what he's doing, and he's so good at at kind of allowing us to make mistakes and then playing with us and allowing that to be a continual part of the story. You know, it's not like, oh, that doesn't work. He really kind of weaves it into the narrative as a whole. So it's really fun.
1: That's great. Yeah, you gotta have someone like that. Nick did a good job with us doing that. Yeah. Ben, Tim, let's jump into the super chats because we got so many super chats and resubs coming in to talk with you. Two incredible show hosts today. Let's go with Joshy G with the five dollars super chat that says, "Clive has become one of my favorite Final Fantasy characters. Your performance was brilliant." Ben, Tim, FF16 spoiler
0: cast when? Dude, time. I want to <laughs> do it, man. I really, we 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 really got to do it. And it's even yeah. extra hard having Ben here. I want uh-huh. Ben on it so bad. <laughs> and it's just hard to make everything yeah. line up and make it all happen.
2: I think that's it, right? Is, is you and I have expressed a desire that it's something that we would love to do. Um, but I think that there has to be a right time for it. Yep. And um, there will be, you know, we've we've announced that there's DLC coming, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 16. There's there's still more story to be told. So maybe further down the line,
0: Yeah. Um, we Which, can figure out a way of doing that. By the way, I'm so freaking excited for that. I am so happy DLC is actually happening. Like it, it wasn't a sure thing, but like we're getting more Fall of Fantasy 16, baby. Hell yeah. People wanted
2: it. They wanted it. So um, yeah, Yoshi P said, you want it?
0: Here it is. That's so, fantastic. So yeah. We'll yeah, guys, we're, we're trying on the spoiler cast. I promise you. I promise you. I promise. <laughs> Arturotron, the robo bartender,
1: writes in with a $10 super chat and says, can we hear Ben Starr do an impression of Andy Cortez impersonating Clive impersonating Ben Starr? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, hello there.
2: My name is Andy Cortez, and I am being Clive. That's me there. Hello, I'm really good at accents. There you go.
0: I like, I like how you did the keep your head still thing. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, 10, yeah, it, thousand that's thousand. how
2: I see it, right? Yeah, right. Mr. the horse. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> 10, <laughs> so out of ten I can tell you
2: how that came about. That came about was I kept seeing him on stream doing it, so I just messaged him. I was like, "Do you mind if I just send you something that just rips the shit out of you for doing it?" He was like, "Yeah, whatever." And then I just sent him a recording, and he played along to it and made it like ten times funnier than it had any right to be. It and was so good. You
0: guys this... crushed it, man.
1: That, honestly, that
0: is one of my favorite moments of of the year. One
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> talented dude with another talented dude. Oak Toasted writes in with the $5 super chat that says, hey, y'all, Joe from down the road here. I also wanted to give my compliments to Ben and the entire cast of Final Fantasy Sixteen for their outstanding performances.
2: Thank you. Heck and yeah. And it's always man. nice to meet a
0: Joe from down the road. That's Joe um, from down the road. Met yeah. a couple of them in my day. <laughs> Tell you what. Ben, what, how's your, your uh, have you platinum Final Fantasy Sixteen? I would
2: say I'm probably about Three hours away from platinum in Final wow. Fantasy XVI. Oh
0: yeah. Okay. Um,
2: I, I, um, as I'm sure you guys are aware, like when you're when your life is video games, it can be quite overwhelming. But in spe- specifically, my life was Final Fantasy XVI for about two months. My entire life. And so i was playing it i was talking about it i was doing interviews about it i I wouldn't stop living it you know and the algorithm on the internet was obviously like you might be interested in final fantasy 16. at one point amazon recommended that i buy it and i thought (laughs) "Mm, i'm good i I was a bit like the algorithm has heard me yeah um and like it wouldn't stop like playing adverts for the game of me just shouting come to me you're free (laughs) <laughs> and, it, and it got to a point. It got to a point where I was like, "I need to stop. I, I need mm-hmm. to stop now." I accept um, the truth. And I, I stopped to, yeah, I pressed L three and R three. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I really liked that point in the game. By the way, that's probably my favorite point in the game. Um, and so I just had to stop. And so I took a break. And I'm playing other games. I went and played Viewfinder. Like I'm playing Cocoon right now. Um, have you played Cocoon?
0: Not yet. It's on. It's on my list for the the winter break. It is a
2: top game. That is a game and a half. Yeah. I love that game. Um, yeah, would recommend Cocoon.
1: But yes, I'm about three, three, four hours away from getting the platinum. Hell yeah. Putting in that work. All right, let's jump over to the Twitch side of things because we got some resubs to shout out. Lewis 9000 with the Prime Gaming sub for 25 months says, For Ben, if you could voice act any anime character, who would that be? Oh, that's such a good question. Um. Oh, I don't know.
2: I don't know. Um. Who do you think I'd be good as?
1: I think you'd be great in One Piece. I think you would compliment Sanji well, or possibly Zoro. But you know, that's in a different universe. That's a different timeline, Ben.
2: I feel like I feel like by me. And this is you know when people are when people voice characters. There's kind of theirs, and me saying I think I could do it better. Mm-hmm. Is I feel like I don't want to insult someone's brilliant work. Um. But yeah, I'd love to be. I would love to be in one piece. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Oh my um, gosh, the grand adventure! I, Come on. I, I hung out with um, Faye Mata recently, who voices um, a new character in the new Pokemon series, and I, I just, I was like, this is your job now for like the rest of your life. This is it? <laughs> You're Locked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for the. It's mad. It's mad. And you know, I've also I think so wonderful as I've met a lot of voice actors recently. Um, obviously. But so many of them, so many of them are huge, huge fans of the work that they do. You know, the story now, we are at people who are voicing stuff who grew up with these, you know, we grew up with Pokemon or we grew up with Final Fantasy or Resident Evil or whatever. And the people who grew up with them are now playing these characters. And I love it. I love how much like the kids now get to kind of play, play for real and, and it's it's really wonderful how I'm, I'm getting to meet so many people who are proud of the work that they do because it means so much to them and Faye is one of those people who's just the biggest pokemon fan and she's like and now i'm voicing one of the main characters in so the new Pokemon. wild, like,
0: wild. i, I wild. love that you're just hanging out with everyone like i got a dm from ben out of nowhere can i talk about this yeah, yeah, do it. Uh, the coolest thing ever, a couple weeks ago, I just get a DM from Ben, and it is the voice of Hetty Barres. Oh, it, it's, yeah, the voice of Hetty Barres, who's Yuna in Final Fantasy X. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And it's just her, like, saying yeah. what's up to me. I mean, this is the coolest Amazing. thing ever, man. <laughs> ben, you you rock, dude. <laughs> really quick, I've got so... a
3: suggestion. Oh, Not a character, but I do think, Ben, your voice would fit in the world of Spy Family. I've not, like, read the manga of Spy Family, but I think that's, like... I think that's a unique uh, kind of tone that your voice would uh, fit into that world very well.
1: Is the new series out? It just uh, just
3: started. Like, uh, first episode of season two just started last
1: week. How good things. It's so good. good Ben, watch that show. It's so good. Get on that country roll, y'all. Thank you. Ron Q with the tier one sub for 28 months. Thank you, Ron Q. Cam with the prime gaming sub for 60 months. Thank you, Cam. And SD infected says... For tier one sub for 39 months has been on hold for 90 plus minutes. Thanks for keeping me entertained. I thrive being put on hold. I want everyone to know that. You I watch. Th- I thrive. Why do you thrive on it? I, <laughs> what does that mean? I put that thing on speakerphone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I go do my life. I'll fold laundry. I'll go out in the yard and do yard work. You can play that music all day long if you want. I'll be there. I'll wait until Suzy Q answers the phone. And then Suzy Q, Q will we'll handle business. Hell yeah, I thrive man. on hold. Mike actually gets That's things That's you come done. alive.
2: Yeah, you're dead before hold. Then you turn hold on and suddenly
1: you're just it. <laughs> Altered Rain with the Prime Gaming stuff for 77 months says, Mike, love the hair. I'm so happy you're playing Kingdom Hearts. Can't wait to see you get through this journey. I'm very excited. Thank you so much for riding with me during that. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Let's finish out one and then we'll go to two. I love that, man. Let's talk about the hair for a second. Is there
0: product in it today? No. This, See, this is what I'm talking about. I, I like it? I like the no back. product, but a little a little bit of the volume in the front. You like the up. yeah. You don't like the down. Uh, not not when you push it down too much. What I if think... I do like this? No, th- I don't do an... the Andy thing. <laughs> and the Andy thing. You know,
1: my, Ben, here's a fun one for you. My dad came to the studio once, and he was super happy to meet everybody because he, he knows all the names, right? And then uh, we went to dinner. And he goes, remind me of that one guy's name, the guy who looks like he just woke up. I was like, Andy, you know, <laughs> that's Andy. Andy just <laughs> look a little tired, that's all. Bander Sn with the $10 super chat says, Hey, Ben, loved 16, loved Clive, loved your performance. Can you ask Tim why he refuses to do a spoiler cast for 16? It's so, dicks. It's so disrespectful it. no, to him. your work. Tim, why
2: are you such a coward?
1: <laughs> you uh, now you're final pulling a greg fantasy. miller that's great i'm getting greg miller by ben star that's now. what people Fantastic. do is right uh also hope <laughs> I, to see clive in kingdom hearts 4 fuck now yeah. that
0: would be a wild one right unlikely there. but i would love that and it okay. like, only unlikely because they've uh, like given up on the final fantasy stuff in kingdom hearts for some reason yeah okay well, don't, don't spoil why. it for me don't spoil it for me sorry, <laughs> sorry. cj
1: writes in with a two dollars <laughs> super chat says clive voice performance of the year at tga
0: joshua I mean, look, I know who I'm voting for. (laughs) Let me put it that way.
1: How does that, can I ask some questions? Can I ask some behind the curtain questions that I don't know? Mm -hmm. Just like, is Ben invited to that right now? Does Ben know personally he's going? Because like people vote for the top six, let's say. So like, what what happens in Ben star situation right now? Someone who crushed the role, he's one of the top, like, you know 20 people in the industry right now for this year what's up with ben is he going to this guaranteed is he just does he choose to go does he wait for the phone call what happens here we could ask ben <laughs> yeah Ben, but you, you I, phone... I like
2: that you're asking to <laughs> so, know has jeff keely called jeff Gatties, please <laughs> um so uh i don't know how any of it works what i do know is from the experience that my friend charlotte mcburney went through last year when she was nominated as amicia in a plague tale um and uh, she was, I think they, they genuinely find out when everyone else finds out, right? It's, it's you, you, you get found out when you get nominated. So that's what it is. I think when it comes to the Game Awards and when it comes to just voice acting in general this year, what makes me so happy about it is that uh, British based voice actors are being celebrated so widely whether it is in Final Fantasy 16, all of my colleagues in that game, you know, Ralph, Einstein, I mean, the voice of the summer, for God's sake, being in Diablo and Final Fantasy 16. And his performance is so real and raw. And then you've got, obviously, all the Baldur's Gate 3 cast who are so stellar in what they do. I think I'm so fortunate to be in a year where I'm I'm... getting to experience that with people who I think are so, so talented and whose performances should be celebrated. And we have such a rich, rich well of voice talent in this country that has been showcased by these games. And it, and it makes me really proud to be a part of that. So yeah, really. Um, listen, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just having a good time coming on podcast with you, dip some some D and D.
1: Hell yeah. You know, whatever well, the future holds. Get I that bag packed. You never know. Jeff Keighley could call. Well,
0: Jeff although, Keely so personally we do call, call him. We know because of Greg Miller. Because Greg Miller was nominated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? uh We do know, like, he didn't know that until anybody did. Like, we we didn't get any type of heads
1: up. All the nominations come in. He gathers them. Puts them out to the public. Here's the top six. Yeah. Now it's revealed that Ben Starr has been nominated. Who calls Ben? Does Jeff Keighley call and say, what up, Jeff? What up, Ben? It's Jeff. I don't Congratulations.
0: I don't even necessarily think that. I don't necessarily think that just because you're nominated, you're invited to go.
1: No, everybody's invited if you're nominated. I don't know. No, nope. I don't know. That's not true. I don't know. What? <laughs> he's Ben That's Starr, of course he's getting <laughs> flown out there. <laughs> I
0: don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, but okay. Well, Ben, pack your bag. I'll see. You. I'll see you in December. <laughs> I mean, like I got this feeling. great didn't get flown out. That's crazy. That was the first year, though. It wasn't the was a it it was was the long time. first year. It was a long time ago, Tim. We don't even <laughs> talk about that. This is the Dark Ages. We don't even remember that. Dark Ages.
2: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You're a menace. Maybe you could just, like, um, do some more Super Chats and just and just yeah. pay for me to fly out
1: regardless. Yeah, like That's the thing. That's we could do thing. that, yeah. man. Because we have more coming in. Short Nerdy Man writes in with a Tier 1 sub for 39 months. And this one always makes me smile because it gets me thinking about something I love. They should, they should make a cowboy Assassin's Creed. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, oh, Snow Mike, Mike, is that what you love? No. I just want Ubisoft and Far Cry to make a Jurassic Park game already. I'm sick of it. Okay? Don't bring up Primal. Don't you bring up Primal. Me. Tip of my tongue. I want a Chris Pratt Jurassic World. I'm running around shooting dinos with trank darts, fighting off evil forces, trying to take dino eggs, and okay. me and Blue. You want Turok. That's what you want. Exa- thank you, you, Ben. Go. I want Turok in
0: Far Cry. Would well, you yeah. be okay if the yeah. characters are Blue? Because if so, I have the game. No, I don't want to have a I don't
3: want to have How about this, Mike? How about this, Mike? Uh, Chris Pratt DLC in Far Cry Primal.
1: Yeah. No, eh, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. Chris Pratt DLC, Mario Wonder. How about Assassin's Creed Cowboy? So you into that? You know, there's something about that that actually sounds kind of cool. Yeah.
3: Like it shouldn't. Yeah, it does it, sound good. It's like, uh, what was that one movie? Cowboys and Aliens. Where it's like, this shouldn't work. But it's. But cool. it it does kind yeah. of sound cool.
2: <laughs> um, I think I do think there is a game that is essentially Assassin's Creed Cowboys, and that's Red Dead Redemption. Have you played that game?
1: Red Dead Redemption.
2: There it True. is. True, but game. I, I do know what you mean. But I just don't think it'll be. It'll just be compared to Red Dead Redemption, and everyone just says rubbish because
0: that is the problem kind of with Cowboys it. at this mm. point. Oh, tough. Yeah.
1: King Vin writes in with a $5 super chat says, Tim, have you considered revisiting the past few years or KF goatee now that you have a more consistent, stable games crew would make for a fun games cast?
0: Yeah. We have a lot of fun plans for um, games casts for like November, December, January, February. That's like more normally the like slow periods of time. or like the more like award season of things. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Andy's been talking about that a lot and uh, we're trying to figure out some some cool things I know two things we've been talking about doing are looking back at different uh game of the year uh game of the year lists that we've had uh in kind of funny's history and like kind of revisiting that but then also revisiting all the games that we've reviewed um and if we still stand by the scores that we gave them or for games that we never gave a score like in our pre-scale days like what would we give them now Mm. things like that but no dates on that no guarantees is going to happen but we're it, talking. It, it would that. be
3: really funny because we've had the same consistent crew for game of the year voting the last two years, coming up on the third year. Right? I, it would be really funny if like I had everybody like send in their top tens from like 2015 to 2019 or 2020, whatever it was, with like the new crew and just see how like how much different it would be.
0: Yeah,
3: A
1: lot be more cool. work, but <laughs> <It'd> be cool. <laughs> it would be cool. Daniel Honeycutt th- writes in.
2: Oh, go ben. ben. No, I I like I I. And I'm, I was about to start an entirely new conversation about Game of the Year. It's just you—you you carry on. There's, no, there's, go, Ben. Get weird with it.
1: Chances. I only have a little bit of time I, with you, so yeah, get, get with, weird. Let's get go weird with it. Yeah.
2: Do you ever one? Do you ever get that feeling in your? No. Um. I with Game of the Year. I think a couple of weeks ago, maybe like last week or the week before, you were talking about you know your Game of the Year and how this year or something like you would reevaluate Deathloop, for instance, of like how it wouldn't necessarily register for you. I can't remember who was on the the uh, uh, I mean, games it was day that day. Yeah. And, and then you would, and then and and that, and I think it's that idea of what a game meant to you at the time and what it means to you now is very interesting because. It's it's about your shifting relationship with video games based on your experiences with other video games. Again, it's it's a really interesting concept that I would love to see you guys explore because it isn't really about. You can't list that one game is better than the other. It's that's a stupid thing to do, but we choose to do it because we want to know. But it's it's about how much that game meant to you. You know, I think that the year where you guys voted Final Fantasy VII as your game of the year or Ratchet and Clank as your game of the year, it's very. Interesting to see where the crew was at. It's like a, a moment in time of what you guys were enjoying and where we were in the world at the time. Um, it would be, I would love to see it. I think it would be really interesting.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Let's round it out because I only have a couple more minutes with the both of you. Daniel Honeycutt writes in for the first time with a $10 super chat donation. As an industry vet, Overhiring and a huge budget are the primary culprit. Studios are constantly in a must-sell-100-million mode. You actually don't need 200 people to make a high-quality game. Yep. A little veteran yeah. knowledge right there <laughs> coming at you. <laughs> yeah, now I done. want to celebrate Overly Jammy, who, sub- who has super chatted 10 times. Thank you. You're kind of funny. That's awesome. Thank you, Overly Jammy. Uh, hey, Ben, are you going to be at FanFest <laughs> next week? Maybe. Oh, I love. That oh, injury. Oh. Oh.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's an answer I didn't expect. I expected a I yes. I won't be there. No. I won't be
2: there in any official capacity. No. Oh, okay. I won't be there oh, okay. In any sort of like official capacity, but I might be there to support Koji um, or something like that. I might pop by. I'm quite busy, but I'm not. I don't read that as in like Ben's turning up. Something's going to happen. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they wouldn't let me anywhere near that stage. Um, I'm a liability to that to that franchise. I um, uh, no. I, I I I. It would be nice to go. It'd be nice to go. So if you if you see me around, say hi. But I haven't decided yet whether I'm I'm free or not. But um, I might be hanging around. Yeah.
1: Okay. Guitar Hero Arrow writes in and says, "Assassin's Creed super fan here. My dream game is a medieval game set during the Wars of the Roses." If our Assassin's Knight was voiced by Ben, a dream.
2: I'd love that. Thank you. Make that and let me, yeah, let me do that, please. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Our final one of the day, Toby Blue with a Prime Gaming subscription for 79 months. Thank you, Toby Blue. I pressed L3 and R3 to accept the truth that Clive is actually a cool
0: name. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. i was like i don't know what are you about to say <laughs> mike's had a bad habit of yeah. fucking reading shit i was like do not spoil anything my friend uh, it's you a cool good. name you i saw it's a you cool name good Ben's performance thing made he him. didn't see
3: the uh, youtube chat at the very beginning <laughs> <laughs> he'd just been reading off uh, like, written off some shit there yeah.
0: uh, it's a cool name yeah Class. you know you know great character fantastic voice amazing character
1: <laughs> except the truth that clive is a dope name and ben Starr is a great human being Fuck that yeah. you can go check out his awesome kickstarter for some DD action starting monday but you can go to that kickstarter right now there's a link in the chat you can hit that little hey ping me notify me so you can possibly get involved in the game and that's pretty rad ben i hope you have a wonderful week and weekend ben and we'll see you on the kickstarter on monday my dude you're incredible you get the final word to say goodbye what do you want to tell everybody
2: uh, I just want to say that I love you guys, um, you you are such a huge part of my life when I listen to you every single day, you bring me so much joy, you bring everyone so much joy, thank you so much for having me back, it means a lot, I can't wait to see you soon, um, as soon as I'm back over, we'll I'll, I'll pop into the studio and say hi again, um, I, I just want to thank you, I've been listening to Kind of Funny for four years now, um, and I don't think I've ever missed the games daily, like you are so much a part of like what makes my day good.
1: And um, thank you for everything you do.
0: Well, thank you. You're welcome here anytime,
1: man. Yeah, Ben. Uh, With that, it's time to say goodbye. If you're watching live on Twitch, I'm going into the lab to play Kingdom Hearts. If you're on YouTube, there will be a brand new link up shortly that you can go click on and join the fun. Say goodbye to Ben in the comments and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye-bye.